Welcome to the Teachers on Fire podcast, where 21st century educators come to share, learn, and be inspired. We believe in the growth mindset, creativity, communication, critical thinking, collaboration, and strategic uses of education technology. Our mission is to share news and views from teachers who are crushing it in the classroom and making a difference for learners everywhere. I'm your host, Tim Cavey. Let's jump into today's episode. Today, I'm speaking with Chris Chapitan. Chris is the principal at STEAM Middle School in Burleson, Texas. He's an engaged to learn coach, certified Google educator, and a big sports fan. Best of all, he's also a rapper. Can't wait to hear more about that. Chris, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Are you ready to talk education? Absolutely. Let's do it. Well, first of all, fill in some of the gaps I left out. Tell us more about your current context in education. Yeah. So the the beauty is that I get to work in my wife's hometown of Burleson, Texas, and I'm principal at Steam Middle School. Uh, It is a sixth, seventh and eighth grade campus uh, that that is a school of choice um, in our in our city. So I was actually a part of helping to Uh, start the school back in the 2015 school year and served as assistant principal during that time, Uh, was there for two years and then uh, had an opportunity to go to a local high school for a semester. And then in January of 2018, uh, was was blessed by the chance to come back as principal. So in a lot of ways, it's it's getting to return to an expansion team that you help start and, and see it through to its next steps. Now, STEAM is a relatively well-known concept, Chris, but talk to us more about, I, I guess, just the mission and vision of the school. I mean, you're actually naming yourself after this, let's call it education philosophy of STEAM. So what does that look like down in the classrooms? For us, um, Creating engaging learning is the the mantra uh, that we uh, are about this school year. And so creating has to do with the instructional design process and how we do that through uh, a learning framework. Uh, That's the engage to learn connection. So we have had a relationship with that organization uh, over the course of of a few years uh, since we opened. And that has been Uh, designing from a standards aligned rubric standpoint. So our facilitators uh, design with something called an I-plan that takes the learning standard and differentiates it across four levels. And then students are able to see the standard broken down by verb in each level. And then they they pre-assess, they set goals uh, based on where their what level their pre-assessment has them. Then they goal set to what level they want to be and they work through leveled do-it-yourself activities, as well as uh, workshops of all types in order to progress through uh, through the learning levels. So that's the creation uh, or the creating part of our vision. Then we get to engaging, and that is our focus on student autonomy. So uh, our facilitators uh, design through a, a rubric for development of student autonomy or goal setting, and they work through much the same process. And then there's the learning portion, which is, you know, how do we know that students are learning? Some of that has to do with the goal setting as it pertains to standards alignment and student autonomy. And then some of it has to do with kind of our organically growing into assessment calibration. So when it really boils down to what is what is it that STEAM Middle School is about, it's about creating engaging learning for all students. 
You've touched on so many good topics there, Chris, and I want to come back to many of those, but we're going to start with a low moment. Tell us about an experience of adversity that you've faced somewhere in your teaching or education journey, and then describe for us how you overcame it. To be honest, the low moment for me has has had to do with identity. When you progress through various levels of educational responsibility, um, there, there are times when you wonder if you are having an impact, if you are equipped, if you're making the right decisions and doing the right things. Oftentimes, it's the skills uh, that, that basically get you one job. <laughs> Those skills aren't necessarily the same skills that make you successful at a new job, a new, new role or a new position. And so, uh, it's been working through those depths of the identity uh, to, to find it uh, within myself to grow into new positions and to do that uh, in a in a collaborative way and in an authentic way um, that has really helped those low moments become more transformative moments uh, as I've gone through those experiences with others and had you know a tight knit group around me to support me and to. Uh, find that nice balance of challenge into the new role, but then often, but then also invitation with some specific ways to grow into that new role. That's really helped me uh, overcome those things and be more confident in myself as a leader. Thinking about that evolution in your professional journey and sort of who you are as an educator and leader, what would you say has been the single biggest benefit or influence in your journey? I would say that those around me who have been supportive um, and who have walked alongside me through that process, uh, whether that is uh, whether that has been principles that believed in me uh, when I didn't believe in myself or principles that saw things in me that I didn't see at the time, uh, whether that was my wife and family, folks that could provide those encouraging words and see see and articulate the things that I couldn't see and articulate at the time. Um, that that have really kept me moving forward. And then I would say just the opportunity to be a part of a, a collective group moving um, in a direction, in a vision, taking steps towards that vision, seeing success with that vision. And, and ultimately, the reason we all got into this profession, and that is to impact kids and their families for, for a better future. I know you've been in touch with the Visible Learning Institute recently, and I actually attended one of their workshops about a month ago, and they talk about this idea of collective efficacy, right? Not easy to say, but a very powerful idea, and that's really what you're describing, isn't it? When an entire education institution is really and truly on the same page and it's a safe place for everyone to grow together and everyone's moving toward the same goal and you've articulated that very well. What is it that really excites you about education today, Chris? You've already described sort of the values and the, the mantra, as you put it, that STEAM is all about. What's the one thing that you would put your finger on to say that's where your passion is? Yeah, so the irony would be just that, that you've mentioned, collective teacher efficacy. Um, part of my own personal study here recently has been diving into uh, to John Hattie, specifically the 2018 list, um, but then also looking at the work of Jenny, I believe it's Donahue, uh, who has come up with six enabling factors for collective teacher efficacy. And so, you know, I'm at a point um, in my journey with STEAM where we have a very strong campus leadership team. 
And as a leader, I've been reflecting upon, am I setting them up to truly be the leaders of their departments and the uh, the equipped and released uh, coaches of our campus, or am I setting them up really to be managers? And so are, are our meetings a list of um, agenda items to be checked off, or are we truly getting together to to dream and to visioneer and to take action uh, you know, collectively as a group? And so um, because of that, the, the work of uh, visible learning and John Hattie as it pertains to collective teacher efficacy, but then also, you know, he talks about how it's it's not just the belief that we can impact positively influence kids, but it's also the evidence that what we're doing is having that effect. And so uh, we've really over the last two or three weeks been been looking internally about, you know, how are we developing that belief amongst our leadership team and then also amongst our staff, but then what evidence can we look towards that shows us, you know, the relationships we're building with kids and families are, are strong and the instructional uh, design and instructional strategies that we're utilizing are, are having the effect of student achievement. That is some exciting stuff. And if you're listening and we're losing you a little bit, not everyone has been exposed to the Visible Learning Institute or some of the ideas coming out of that organization and from John Hattie. I encourage you to check out the Visible Learning Institute or Corwin Press and take a look at what's going on. And, and just quickly, I'll say that, and Chris can probably correct me, he sounds pretty well versed in this stuff, but John Hattie and his organization have done a meta-analysis of hundreds and hundreds of studies to ask the question, what factors influence student learning the most, right? And they've come up with a list organized by power or by effect of items and factors that affect student learning. And so it's really, really fascinating and powerful stuff. Did I leave anything out there, Chris? No, that's that's absolutely correct. <laughs> and it, it's been great for us to take a look at the effect size of the particular strategy or the particular category or whatnot, but then also pair that with stories where that strategy um, or uh, tool has been effective. That's that's been a powerful combo for our teachers to to really see um, to see evidence of what they're doing having the impact they want it to have. So, Chris, maybe we've already touched on this, but how are you looking to grow professionally and improve your practice this year? All of those what we just discussed really for me um, takes place under the heading of leadership. So like leadership and coaching are, are professional areas where I'm continually seeking to grow in order to be most effective myself, but then also to, uh, to support and empower others in terms of leadership on our campus. Chris, outside of education, I love to hear about what makes you a human being. What are your other areas of passion and personal learning? So tell us about something outside of the school that really energizes you and ignites your passions as a human being. <laughs> being a part of, obviously, life with family, um, being a part of serving others, having a, uh, you know, I mentioned in the in the opener, being a part of the uh, the city or the community that my wife grew up in, and so you know we we have a lot of unique opportunities because of that. You know, both of us having been in or around uh, this area since high school, 
uh, we, we've had a lot of opportunities as a result of those relationships and the longevity there to to have some lasting impact in the community. And so I would I would say, you know, anything uh, service oriented. There's also the, the sports piece in the intro. So, you know, like the Dallas Mavericks and the Dallas Cowboys enjoy getting together to, to watch that. Uh, but just really having an enriching um, existence as, as far as longevity in this community and, and seeing um, folks impacted and being impacted ourselves over the years. Next, Chris, share about a personal habit or maybe some kind of a productivity hack that you use on the daily or regularly, something that contributes to your success. And hey, the weirder, the better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know that I have anything crazy outside the box. Um, really, it's it's meaningful conversations with other leaders or those that are growing as leaders that has contributed to my success the most. Um, I'm, I'm very tight with a principal in a neighboring district, um, you know, conversations amongst my own admin team. I mean, those, you know, refining each other uh, kinds of interactions have contributed to my success greatly. And to facilitate those conversations, Chris, do you use Voxer? We use Voxer a lot uh, in terms of in terms of tech, uh, Voxer is probably the app we use the most. I've also started here really in the last two weeks using an app called Glip, which is put out by Ring Central. Uh, it's kind of like Slack and Wonderlist and Google Calendar together, along with a notes feature. And I really like how it structures all of those things within the chat conversation. So the concept is that you're not using four or five different apps, but that it's all within one. And so we've been experimenting with that some, but we keep going back to that walkie-talkie feature in Voxer. All right, Chris, it's time for your quick picks. So here we want to hear about the education voices and resources that are shaping your practice and inspiring your thinking today. So starting at Twitter, tell us about someone there that we should follow and share why they've been inspiring you lately. You should follow Shannon Burke. Uh, because of her work with Engage to Learn and the way in which uh, she is pioneering the, the change of classroom experiences, things that I mentioned earlier, like the leveled rubrics, the student goal setting, taking project-based learning, but not just project-based learning um, as an end in and of itself, but truly developing a framework that guides all types of learning experiences for kids. Shannon Burke, and then recommend a book, one that you've been reading lately, or maybe one of your all-time faves, and tell us why you recommend it. Yeah, so one I've read recently is a book called Originals uh, by Adam Grant, and in it, he talks about all kinds of different movements of sorts, like he goes all the way from revolutions to something like uh, Warby Parker and the concept of trying to sell eyeglasses online and really talks about how those movements uh, gather steam, how the leadership dynamics uh, of the people involved in those movements work, and then the dynamics of getting people on board uh, for something new or something innovative. That sounds very Seth Godin-like. And <laughs> yeah. are, are you a podcast listener, Chris? And if you are, tell us about one that you've been enjoying in your deck lately. <laughs> so really, I'm not. Uh, when it comes to podcast-ish kinds of things, that's the sports fan in me. So I do a lot of Undisputed, uh, 
with uh, with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, and then I do right. some first take with Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. All right, so you're following football pretty closely right now. Football, and and then uh, you know the Mavericks are are a little bit on the come up, so I'm trying to stay close to them. But every segment's pretty much about LeBron James. <laughs> Understandable. The last two questions, Chris, are about video. So tell us about a YouTube channel that you enjoy or utilize and explain why we should subscribe as well. I don't necessarily follow specific YouTube channels as much as I go to YouTube for uh, almost like DIY videos when I'm seeking to, to learn something new. So here real recently, I've been looking at collective teacher efficacy. I've been looking at John Hattie's description, video descriptions of that, looking at Jenny Donahue a little bit. Uh, really, I just seek out you know, on YouTube whatever I need at the time for whatever professional growth I'm I'm attempting to achieve. So on that note, I, I'm pretty sure there's a good Visible Learning Institute channel. And I know Corwin, uh, the publisher, has a great channel. And Chris, we talked off air. Now, I've got to come back to the rapping, Chris, because you, you call yourself a rapper in your in your Twitter profile and you've done some great work. So let's put in a plug as well for your school district channel. Tell us what's going on there. Yeah, absolutely. So the last three years, uh, we've started off the school year with with a fun, engaging video of leaders in our district dancing, rapping, singing. <laughs> so the three years ago, we did a parody on Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. Two years ago, a parody on Bruno Mars. And then last year, a parody on Justin Timberlake. So I've had the, the privilege of being a part of that team and, and rewriting uh, these songs and then just being a part of the production process. And it's, it's just been a lot of fun. And our parents and kids have really enjoyed that as a, a great way to start off the school year, which has been awesome for me because when I was in the classroom, that was a lot of the the kind of environment that I, I tried to create, whether playing the guitar or rewriting the lyrics to a song or something. Just again, we remember so much through song and then it just makes it fun for everybody involved. Well, Chris, I've had the privilege of sampling just a little bit. And I have to say, this is some quality stuff. So if you are on your computer as you listen to this, make sure you surf on over to Burleson ISD TV and make sure you subscribe and you'll see some gems. You'll see Chris and quite a few others in the community there that are involved in making these videos. So what a blast. That is a lot of fun. And then last question, Chris, is not education related at all, but just for fun, when you've got no energy left for anything else productive in your day, what are you watching on Netflix right now? Um, I don't think it's on Netflix, but I have gotten into Manifest, uh, that NBC show. And so I'm one episode behind. I still got to watch that fall finale, but I'm a, I'm a sucker for uh, mystery and a little bit of that sci-fi stuff going on. So I've really enjoyed that show. Chris, this has been fantastic. For the listeners who want to hear more from you about visible learning and metacognition and agency and ownership and education, what are the best ways for the listeners to follow you? Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is at Chris underscore Chapitan. Instagram is the same. I'm trying to get my Instagram stories game a little stronger. So I'd love to connect with folks at either of those channels. Sounds good, Chris. 
Dude, you are so well-spoken and well-versed. I could listen to you all day. So look forward to following you and getting more of that great content and hearing more about what's going on at STEAM Middle School. So thank you again so much for sharing your time with the podcast today. Take care and let's talk again soon. Sounds great, Tim. I really appreciate the opportunity. All right. Take care, Chris. Cool. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to this episode of Teachers on Fire, where teachers come to share, learn, and be inspired. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at Teachers on Fire. I'm your host, Tim Cavey, saying goodbye for now, and we'll catch you next time right here on the Teachers on Fire podcast.